Every week, we do a Q&A with interesting and accomplished members of the adaptive community to find how they persevered, how they innovated, how they built communities, and how they found solutions. Welcome to the Name Tags Chat Podcast. Hello, I'm Chris Waddell. Welcome to the One Revolution Name Tags Chat Podcast. Today, we are going international in our celebration of stories of resilience. We have Shams Alam, who is from India. So he actually, for those of you who are wondering why we're a little bit later today, he is up at 6.30 in the morning, coming to us from 6.30 in the morning, 11 and a half hour time difference from mountain time. He has the world record for open swim, open sea swim by a paraplegic, eight kilometers in the Goa, right? Or off of Goa. Uh, has a has a degree in mechanical engineering, has an MBA in HR and operations. He, uh, what, what was this? The best emerging leader in disability sport, sport diplomacy by the US State Department Global Sports Mentoring back in 2018. Form, well, I don't know if it's, you call it formally, a black belt in karate. I mean, if you have a black belt in karate, do you always have a black belt in karate? I mean, you had a tumor and became a paraplegic, but you still have a black belt, I'm assuming. So we'll get into that. Shams, thank you for joining us on the Name Tags Chat Podcast. I'm very excited, Chris, to talk on this platform. This is great. And, and for those of you who are wondering how this happened, Shams saw some of what we were doing and he said, you need to have me on your podcast. So sometimes it's as easy as that. You need to have me on your podcast. And so he is on the podcast. I'm going to start with the swimming thing. Why open water, long distance swimming? That sounds hard. It sounds a little scary. Why, why did you go in that direction? Chris, basically, I started swimming and uh, I never thought of going uh, open water swimming. But yes, as uh, I belong from India and uh, here we have a lot of infrastructural barrier uh, uh, with related to people with disabilities. So what, how started like, uh, I have uh, my mentor, Mr. Rajaram Ghat from uh, Mumbai, who, who is uh, actually uh, the first person in the Asian region who have crossed English Channel, being a, a disabled person, uh, in I think long back in 1984 when I was not even born. Also, so uh, he actually uh, uh, saw me and told me, Shams, uh, you can do this. Uh, and the swimming actually started uh, as a physiotherapy purpose and aquatherapy for me because I got spinal cord injury in 2010 and then just started because to get the regeneration of my nervous system, getting back to the normal and all. Then uh, in 2016, first I did a six kilometer open sea swimming, which was held in Mumbai. And I completed that in one hour, 40 minutes and 28 seconds, which makes me to an Olympia book of records also. And that's boosted actually my energy. And then back uh, after that in 2017, when I was doing my MBA and I was in my, uh, I was having my exams, uh, but I got a call from one of my friends that they are organizing an accessible beach fest in Goa. 
and this is the best platform where you can do your record your break your record as well as you can make awareness in the society about the accessibility what is the need of accessibilities in the society and as i uh, uh, you have mentioned in my citation that i am one of the best emerging leaders from the united states uh, department global sports mentoring program and there i learn uh, what is the importance of accessibilities and how everyone having the everyone should uh, have a right of leading the best of his life and go with his family friends or relatives to the beaches or anywhere any anywhere he or she wants to go so i thought this is the best uh, platform and i need to raise the awareness about this and that's how i uh, i came all the way i took a special permission from my director that i wanted to go and do this and they allowed me finally that shams no problem you can uh, do your exams later on and you have to go there and then all the way i came from uh, chennai uh, to uh, goa and here i completed this 8 kilometer though it took me a little more time like i was expecting i will complete it in a uh, uh, somewhere around 2 to 3 hours but it took me 4 hours because the course of the uh, system was really uh, very hard because in 8 km there was 5 km against the tired and then then 3 km was a parallel to tired so that's why it took little longer but i was very happy at the end because we completed it and um, we got a chance to speak with the uh, uh, government officials tourism ministers and all the person the commissioner of person with disabilities and after exactly one one and a half years we got to know that the impact of this is that is a fully accessible beach in goa so that make my life and that's actually inspired me to do keep doing all this kind of activities krish so that's that was it the idea of of putting yourself out there for 4 hours for swimming for 8 kilometers and and the end result is an accessible beach and probably a fair amount of awareness were you always someone who gravitated toward longer endurance kinds of events is that i mean you were a karate guy it is that doesn't it doesn't seem like that would be the the same kind of endurance is endurance the thing that you gravitated toward or how does that work yeah i think um uh, i after my disability i got so many comments from various people like um uh, it's happened because of your karate or it's happened because of uh, so many xyz comments but um uh, what i feel personally is um karate is just not a sport it's a way of life how we learn how we live our life each day and day, daily activities so whatever i am krish here uh, back in here in india uh, see we don't have much advanced uh, rehabilitation process or rehabilitation organizations however i'm able to uh, sit on my own i can do all my activities uh, being a chest down paralyzed person that's itself shows that what kind of determination and my uh, 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 my mental toughness i have and i i totally give credit to the, the karate in which i learn all this kind of activities 
uh, my, uh, how to do meditation, how to keep yourself calm and during the tough time. And uh, uh, yeah, endurance, I, I think uh, uh, that is my part always because you know, all, if you're a karate guy or if you're a martial arts guy, you have to go through the various kind of trainings uh, in which endurance is also a part. So that's something uh, inbuilt, I can say. Okay. Some of your tests and things like that. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who was talking about some of his martial arts training, and he said that there that his trainer had had pushed him to the point of exhaustion before they actually started the fighting. And and so 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 it does seem like there can be both that physical, mental, emotional exhaustion. What did you think about? when you were out there swimming you were swimming for four hours straight what did you think about uh, so chris to be very honest with you like when i was doing like uh, this feat uh at some point of time i was thinking like what's happening because when you're doing swimming against the tide each time you go uh some way then again a tide will come and it will take you to the back so like I was like very, uh, I was not depressed, but yeah, I was kind of frustrating why I'm not able to uh, reach that, uh, uh, why I'm not able to go a little faster and all. But then I realized uh, that the, um, uh, the guys who were on jetties, they used to come and they used to keep motivating me, the shams, you are going great, you're going great, you're doing good and keep going. Uh, so, so I feel like, um, uh, those uh, supporting staff played a very vital role in completing uh, this task. And uh, uh, not in this eight kilometer, but yes, when I was doing the six kilometer uh, uh, open sea swimming, that time um, I was quite fast because it was not against the tire. And uh, I was going fast, but then at one point I realized I just, uh, uh, thought, what is inside the water? Let me just open my eyes and see. And I was like, I opened my eyes and I saw inside the water, it was full dark and I got scared. What's happening? And then like some jellyfish and all, it's it's used to come from my house and like something will touch my hand or like those, I'm not having sensation in my lower limbs, but yeah, I'm having in my upper limbs and whenever it's touch, it, it gives me goosebumps. What's happening? What is there? But then it was very good. Uh, and then I was thinking, I, um, I have to just focus on my, uh, uh, my, uh, my final destination. And uh, when I was in the water, I was not able to see anything here uh, at the end, end point. But then slowly, like um, after almost uh, 30 minutes of swim, I, I was able to see and recognize the gateway of India in Mumbai, if you ever heard about gateway of India. And then when I saw gateway of India, I was like, oh yes, I'm just reaching. I'm about to reach the final destination. And then I, it, it boosted my confidence. And then I started doing all again, a very, very, um, with all my energy. And then finally we reached the destination uh, at Kulaba. And uh, I was like very happy because before uh, that itself, 
I have done the research that uh, in India, no one has done this kind of swimming uh, with paraplegia. So if I'm going to do this, it is going to make a big difference in the society. It is going to make a big impact on the people with disabilities, especially with paraplegic people. And um, I will be able to raise my voice in the society and I can make uh, the difference uh, in the life of people with disabilities. And that's exactly happening after my feet. It got so many coverage in the news, print and electronic media, as well as uh, 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 in various uh, records book. And that's actually helped me to raise my voice. So is that what you thought about as you were going along? Like, what's the thing that kept you going when it was difficult? Was it the impression that you were going to make? Did you feel like it was that that powered you along when you wanted to quit or when you when you thought this is the tide just keeps pushing me back? How do I keep going? Yeah, so it, it's actually uh, the thing uh, I always think, Chris, what is my motto in my life? Why I have started these kind of activities? Why I came all the way from different city, fly, flew to a different cities and doing all this kind of thing. So when I get tired or when I get like demotivated, I always go back to my original goal or aim and then I bounce back more stronger. And then that's the thing which actually keep me always motivating and always uh, going ahead uh, uh, I'm like, uh, I just, I'm not saying that India is uh, not a good place to live. It's a good place. And uh, we do have a right of person with disability act also. We are very fortunate that we have right of person, person with disability act. The, the only thing we need is uh, we need a leaders who can actually implement all this uh, laws, which is available on paper in the ground, on the ground. So uh, I'm sure one day uh, we will be having a good uh, place, a better place for each and everyone and people from across the world or all walks of life will come and uh, have a pleasant stay in India. What is, what is the situation in India for people with disabilities? I mean, you have, you, you have, you have the rights, uh, I forget exactly what you said, the, uh, the uh, right of person with disabilities, right of person with disabilities, sorry, the right of person with disabilities. But the uh, what, 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 what's your sense of, you know, you have a law, but what's the impression from the general people? What's your impression as someone with a disability of this situation? You know, are you do you feel like an equal? Do you feel like you have opportunities or are you fighting for that the whole time? Uh, Chris, yeah, uh, we have to go a long way. We do have, as I mentioned, that we do have a right of person with disabilities act we got in 2016, uh, which says that there should be an equal opportunity for all the people with disabilities. And, uh, but it's actually not happening uh, on reality, in realities. Uh, we still have to go a long way. I keep always raising my voice on various platforms. And uh, this is very close to my heart that I should speak about it. And whenever I go on national television or whenever I speak in the uh, electronic or print media, I keep raising my voice. I keep talking with the ministers and writing the mail or letter, anything which, which is coming. Right now, uh, if you can see that India is facing a, a very critical situation due to this pandemic. And... Uh, 
uh, I being a, a, a leader in my disabled community, uh, we, we are very happy and fortunate that I'm a part of uh, a United States uh, Global Sports Mentoring Program. And this time, when uh, uh, actually my mentor, Dr. Shara Helry, she changed my mind when I was talking with her. And uh, she, I just asked her that uh, we, have, we are facing uh, uh, here, because of COVID, we are facing very uh, sort of crisis here and people with disabilities are a very vulnerable people. They are having a lot of issues and I make them, uh, I have given them a project and she was very happy to support us. And then finally, I included a few of my uh, Global Sports Mentoring Program, Hello Many Brothers, uh, Mr. Vibhas Sen, Javed Chaudhary, and one of my uh, very great uh, friend, uh, Tabinda Sheikh. And uh, with the help of these four people, now we are uh, we receive a ten thousand US dollar grant from uh, GSMP, which actually boosted us uh, our confidence. And now we are serving more than thousands of people back in India, especially giving the priority to the disabled community people. And you can see on my social media network, uh, on my Twitter, on my Instagram, on my Facebook, that we are serving each and every day with ration kit, with oxygen cylinder or oxygen concentrator, distributing masks uh, to sanitary pads or from like so many kind of activities we are doing on daily basis. So which actually inspiring me and all of us to keep going ahead. And uh, the related to person with disabilities, uh, if you are talking, Chris, I think um, uh, it will take a time uh, in India. I think people, uh, I have already said yeah, last time that no country can be a developed country by excluding as people with disabilities forces. In India, we have almost uh, uh, the government census record says that it is uh, 3%. But the World Bank record says we have almost 10% people with disabilities of total population in India. So you can imagine millions of people with disabilities are there in India. And if a government wants to be a developed nation, they should include us, then only it will be a developed nation. So what do you, what do you consider your job? So you're, you're competing as an athlete but it sounds like the the activism part, the the support part, uh, the working in conjunction with the government is taking a lot of your time uh, and a lot of your effort. Which which direction do you want to go, or, or the two are the two going in the same direction? I think it's very clear uh, we cannot be each and every time a sports person. Right now, though, I was training for the Tokyo Paralympics. However, uh, because of pandemic here, we did not got a chance to go for the qualifying matches. Um, uh, so it's very difficult for me. Right now, I'm not able to uh, do the swimming practice. Swimming pools are closed, but then what to do? We cannot sit at home and just cry or just think. But then uh, there is something called that. Uh, I believe that if you are a sports person, in your inside, in your uh, what do you call uh, a sports person will never die. It will always give you the motivation to keep doing something good and good, which actually motivates me. So what I thought, like here, if uh, 
I'm not able to do anything, then why don't I do something for my people? And then it's come the leadership part. And then uh, whatever I have learned during my uh, global sports management program in USA from my mentor, Mr. Doc Garner from University of Texas, Arlington. And so he, uh, these people are always in connection with me through the Zoom call or through the social media. And um, they always keep me inspiring that chance you can do it. If whatever I'm doing and posting on social media, they always come in to me. And those comments actually help me to get motivated. And that is the reason I started serving people. And you won't believe, Grace, when you get a call or when you get a message from the beneficiaries, those who are getting benefited, and their smile actually change your life, which always help you to keep doing all these kind of things, which will, have, which will help to make this world a better place for everyone. Exactly. And it's, but it sounds like you actually started with the idea, the leadership idea, uh, much earlier, right? I mean, you started it at the same time as you were starting your, your athletic career, but now you're focusing more on it. So, so does that mean there, there's no chance of making the Tokyo Games? I'm not sure right now because I'm, I, I think the National Paralympic Committee is still planning if we could get a chance of uh, a selection trial or something happen in India, then probably I will try my best. And I, I'm not stopping here, Chris. I'm not stopping here. Like I have a long-term plan. I'm, I'm sure like if uh, I could not meet right now for the Tokyo Paralympics, definitely we have 2024 Paris Paralympics and we'll be having uh, some more games coming up as uh, 2022 Asian Paralympics, Asian Paragames, which is a, a big uh, games after the Olympics. So I, I have uh, the plans and I, I'm continuing on it. Definitely, uh, but I should not uh, feel uh, that I'm just, uh, uh, I'm not having any work. So right now, if someone is asking, I'm more occupied. I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of calls to attend and I have a lot of, a lot of things to do across the country for my people with disabilities. Which, I mean, I'm sure, and what's the, What's the support from the government? What do you, are they, are they in concert with you? Is there pushback? Are you constantly battling? How does, how does it work with the government? Oh, Grace, uh, this is really a tough question. Not so to get I you in trouble or anything. I mean, like uh, government support, I can just say it's like zero. It's zero. Really? In, in all sense. I mean, like government is not able to do uh, uh, they are not doing their responsibility. Uh, see how the pandemic is affecting the life of people with disability. We have not enough vaccine. So I, I am not talking about others. I am just talking about myself. So long back after 15 days, uh, uh, before 15 days itself, I registered myself on a co for a co-vaccine vaccinations, but still I'm not able to get the uh, slot to go and take my vaccination first jab. So you can imagine a person uh, who is actually qualified and then in India, what is the issues? Like if you're talk, almost 70% people with uh, people are staying in the rural areas. Those who are very less aware about the internet and the smartphones. So do you think all the peoples can go and do their registration online? It's a very tough job. The government should take the initiatives 
and i have in fact uh, i know it, i cannot do uh, things for each and everyone but what i'm trying i'm just compressing myself and trying to focus on the people with disabilities and what are the differences what i'm seeing right now so if you can um, i i i spoke with the government of maharashtra and we have given a official letter in which there is a five points in which i mentioned that if you can make a infrastructure a covid center where people with disability can go that is fine if you cannot make a specific covid course covid care center then you can do one thing you can just provide a pick up and drop facilities to the people with disability you can provide a offline registration for them and if we have uh, um, like uh, we need volunteers especially in case of uh, wheelchair users and uh, visually impaired people and the most important what we need is we need a big smile on your face with a open heart you can always welcome us and i think that is something we will feel included we will get vaccinated which will save more lives they have accepted is they wrote on the letter on their twitter that we will give the priority to the people with disabilities so that is when you get the result you get uh, motivated and then i wrote few more states like bihar and then i in fact i have written to the uh, health ministry of india also that please give the priority to Uh, people with disabilities and uh, make them uh, get vaccinated which is great it sounds like you have a lot of access to high level people as well which is which is great for the community which as you were saying there were a bunch of people who are who are in the rural areas who don't have access to computers or cell phones or those kinds of things and so as a result they probably don't have much access to the vaccinations are you what are you working in an official capacity doing this are you a volunteer how are how are you making your living do you do your make your living doing this or or how does that work no great this is just a voluntary work i actually uh, uh i'm not working this uh, for any official capacity uh this is what i feel this is my responsibility mm-hmm. the people the fellow citizen and the world as uh, uh, very very uh, well said by mahatma gandhi if you wanted to see a change in the world be the one mm-hmm. if you wanted to make a change in the world be the one so what i feel like if i will always depend on others then i'm sure there is not going to be a change so being a change maker in the society i always try to take the initiatives and i always try to make the changes in the society what i was working i am working on different projects i am uh, a full time para athlete and then i have few other my action plans and uh, i am uh, for my living i do work with a company called hela india in which i am working as a project manager and uh, uh, i am developing a first uh, of its kind wheelchair in india which is a customized wheelchair Mm-hmm. and uh, generally like a wheelchairs cost around 5000 us dollar in us or in germany and we are trying not exactly the same but yes we are trying to give those kind of uh, qualities or uh, those kind of uh, uh, facilities in a very very affordable price in india 
So that is my job. And this, all the activities is just because uh, there is a some uh, there is one leader uh, hidden inside me which always keep me asking the questions shams you have to do all these things so this is i am not doing any in official capacity but yes as a person and as individual change maker in the society and with the support of a uh, few people uh, my mentors from uh, global sports mentoring and uh, some individuals many professionals and with the help of local team and volunteers these kind of activities is being done so we have um, not started any, uh, as I mentioned, we are four people right now, a group of four committee teams. So we are in a process to register sports peace and society foundations, which will, which is my uh, brain, uh, my um, baby. And I'm sure through this platform, I will be doing more activities in sports and bring the peace in the society. Which is great. I mean, just having a having a wheelchair that fits you, is, it's amazing how much that affects your well-being, your health, your outlook. What's it like to get around India in a wheelchair? I've not been to India. I was supposed to go a couple of times and I've not made it yet. So hopefully I'll get a chance to visit sometime. But I mean, obviously you're in a city, but then there are the rural parts as well. What, what are, what's it like? I mean, is, is there, are there accommodations for accessibility? Is it, is it challenging getting into, in and out of businesses? How's that been? Uh, Chris, yeah, it's, as always mentioned, uh, we have to go a long way. So yes, in India, I, I'm fortunate enough that I'm, I'm staying in cities, but the rural India is actually, uh, in fact, the cities are itself not accessible right now. It's very difficult. I remember my early days when I got uh, disability. I used to ask many people that I have to go to the swimming pool or I have to go for a rehabilitation purpose for physiotherapy. And I know how difficult it is to get out of from my home. There was a time when I used to think that if I can go out of from my home, I can win the world. So you can imagine what kind of difficulties one person with disabilities is facing. And this is not uh, in terms of uh, personally with me, this is with many thousands of people with disabilities. Uh, and uh, I think what I have seen during this uh, last 10 years is uh, now we have a lot of awareness. Uh, in fact, we have a few people, those who are raising their voice, keep raising their voice in different, different cities. And uh, we are trying uh, to make them government aware about it, that no, we need this. This kind like uh, transportation facilities, we need accessible. We need hospital, schools and colleges uh, accessible. And even a uh, workplace we need. I always give them the example when someone says uh, uh, that people with disabilities are not contributing. I said, see, you can see myself. I am going to, I'm going, I'm working, I'm paying tax. And I'm, I'm help, if I'm, I'm, if I wanted to go from one place to one, one another place, I always keep traveling. When I buy, buy the airplane tickets, when I go and uh, stay in the hotels, I'm paying the taxes. That means I'm contributing in the revenue generation of the India the government. And if I can do, many others people like me, 
they are also indirectly or directly they are doing. That means we are contributing in nation building. So why you being a leader, you guys are not thinking about us. And we have seen that there is some changes coming up in the mindset of people with uh, people and they are now still, uh, I think Chris, it's not something which I can see in coming last, um, coming 10 years. I cannot say there will be a huge changes, but um, uh, my uh, mentor coach, uh, Doug Garner always says, chums, we are here to, bring, uh, to build a bridge, always. Someone has done something for us, you are, you, your responsibility is to do something, and then definitely it will be a process and one day we all can hope that the place or the society will be more accessible in all the manner like infrastructure, attitudinal barrier, and all these kind of barrier, the mental myth of people, uh, uh, a general society about the people with disabilities. And I'm sure um, right now in India, if you are talking about the sports, Olympian, uh, Paralympians are bringing more medal than Olympians, though we are, we are, our team is very less, very limited. So you can imagine like what kind of uh, 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 changes or the result we are giving. The only thing is uh, government is still not taking those, uh, uh, still not recognizing, I can say in a proper manner that people with disabilities are doing much better than others so we should give them the uh, facilities like we don't have any uh, excellent center for para athletes we don't have any um, uh, dedicated uh, ground or or something or coaching facilities even like how uh, you people have in usa uh, you have a lot of uh, excellent center but then uh, we are trying our best and uh, we keep doing uh, like i with the help of um, State Department and uh, U.S. Consulate General Mumbai. We did last year training camp in a um, uh, organized place where people with disabilities come and they feel good. They feel that oh yeah, this kind of uh, facilities if there, we will feel safe. We can go easily out. We can pursue our career in sports. We can do our trainings. So uh, I feel like if we will give the opportunity to the people, they will definitely. Uh, do something better and they will show their capabilities. Right, exactly. And, and as you said, you're, you're building a bridge. And, and the hard part about building a bridge is that it doesn't happen all at once, right? I mean, you expect to say, hey, look at this. There are people who are contributing to society. They're paying taxes. You should recognize it. And, and change is difficult. It's difficult to affect a change. How important, obviously, right now, we're talking about the time of the pandemic, which might make it more challenging to make it to Tokyo, but how important can the Paralympics be for, for you and for other Indian athletes to be able to affect the change within the government, within the, the views of the population of India, uh, you know, within the views of, of people with disabilities? So, Chris, uh, I feel um, Paralympics Games are a movement which is starting long back and it's making a huge difference. And the one example I can see, I always relate myself with the U.S. 
you can see there is now earlier there used to be a Paralympic US committee, but now there is something called US Olympic and Paralympic committee. So they came under one roof. So that is something like equal opportunity they are giving to their all the athletes. And it's all because of Paralympic Games. So I think Paralympic Games is a very, very important platform, which, which actually um, shows what kind of heroes we are having across the world, across the globe. And uh, I'm sure if in, in India, um, there was no much appearance on national television or reality shows, but after 2016 Paralympics, um, uh, we, our athletes, got a chance to uh, go on their uh, live uh, national television uh, reality shows. So, I mean, like, I feel personally, if we will go to the Paralympics, our athletes will get a chance to go on a various uh, other level of platforms, which will help us to make awareness in the society about the disability community and disability sports. And I'm sure it's a personally always an athlete, any athletes or any individual who are preparing, they have a dream to go and represent their country or bring a medal uh, in the Paralympics and Olympics. So it's it's a it's a whole huge like I can say, uh, any any Paralympic Games is a, a like mecca for uh, for any uh, religious people. Like I I'm a Muslim, and for me like how it is mecca. At the same way, like it is like I'm going to um, these kind of places. So where like our own purpose, my own purpose is to make this, uh, changes in the society. Uh, I wanted to see people living their life with uh, happiness and health, all kind of facilities. And this I can only do if I am at a, at a certain level, if I have achieved something and uh, if I can raise my voice, I'm sure you, you asked me that, Shams, you are doing this kind of activities on a, like um, as an official capacity or what? So let me just tell you, give you one thing, like uh, uh, back in 2018, I got official letter from government of Bihar that Shams, we are, uh, we would like to invite you to become a, a member of a special task force committee for sports development and making the sports policies in the state of Bihar. So uh, I'm a special, uh, now I'm an official member. And what being a, a, a member, what I'm doing is like bringing changes in the sports policies, making more visibilities on people with disabilities and what kind of policy they need, uh, what kind of uh, support they need to get a job or training facility. So like, uh, it's always says like, nothing about us without us. So I'm just trying to get into the system and trying to make them aware that, yes, we need this. And you, you can use our, uh, you can use our capabilities, our traits, what we have, whatever we have got from the Paralympic Games or uh, at, at, uh, from our various other organizations. So like if you, your government will use our, uh, our uh, what do you call, uh, advantage or our, skills, our knowledge or our experience, they can definitely make a good uh, infrastructure. They can always make good policies. So I feel they should include us. That is more important, Chris. Exactly. Now, you mentioned that reality television is 
is a way that the athletes are gaining more exposure. Do you have coverage of the Paralympic Games, of the actual competition as well? So uh, till last year, we were not having the coverage, but this year we are trying uh, that they should uh, do it live on some televisions, national televisions. So I'm sure uh, media is playing a vital role, Chris, uh, I feel personally also. And uh, I'm sure uh, if we will get uh, Paralympic Games, we'll get visibilities uh, on uh, in India. Uh, there will be a huge, huge difference because we have a lot of um, million, billion dollar populations. So uh, I think if the message will go to the people, definitely there will be there will be a huge, huge attitudinal changes in the people mindset. Exactly. Who, who are who are your heroes? Like you're you're fighting this battle, right? You got into you had a tumor, had surgery ended up as a paraplegic. Who are your heroes in, in fighting this battle and fighting the battle for a lot of other people in your country? See, there are a lot of people in my countries and they are doing really tremendous job to make the bring changes in the society. But I uh, personally, I wanted to uh, uh, say my regards to, first of all, like my mom, she used to play a vital role in my life. Whenever I used to go get depressed or frustrated in my early days uh, of my disabilities, she used to always motivate me and uh, give me that chance. Uh, uh, don't worry, like if Allah has closed one door for you, definitely he will open 10 doors for you. And exactly the same things happening. And then in my um, professional careers, like my mentors, Mr. Dr. Dr. Sarah is a very, very, motivating person she always motivate me and then one of uh, one of my friends with spinal cord disability in india mr uh Vedinathan, he recently passed away because of covid but he was a guy who have actually worked a lot uh on spinal cord injuries and he actually personally taught me shams don't think about others you have to just look ahead and go ahead keep going you are the leader who can make the ch who can bring the changes about uh, the disability sector in India. So uh, he actually given me a dream in India, and he always used to guide me, Shams, uh, do this, do that. You are you have a good communication skill. You can speak on the various platform. So keep raising your voice. So I think uh, there are so many people, but yes, I would just wanted to give uh, a tribute to Mr. Vedinathan who actually uh, inspired me a lot in India. And uh, I'm sure the dream which he had, which he saw, we will keep uh, trying to take it forward in, in our life also. And, and it sounds like it really is a dream. I mean, it really is. I mean, from your mother to your mentors, it's, it's about keeping that dream alive, where you have the dream, you do the work, you run into the, into the obstacles, and you keep going. And, and is, that, is that one, I'd imagine, one, it's what you're taking from them, but two, I'd imagine it's what you're giving to other people. Are you consciously thinking about, I wanna make sure that people can continue to dream? It's exactly, I think dream, they should dream. Here, uh, I know there are a lot of issues, Chris, if we will keep talking, it will go beyond and beyond, but uh, what I feel like people should dream 
And what happened in India, the society, uh, when, if you don't have access to food, if you don't have access to education, if you don't have access to uh, train facilities or a daily kind of activities, how you will dream or how you will think. So what I am trying, see, you would believe, Chris, there are so many people who actually get connected to me through my social media that chums, I am in the house since last 10 years, 15 years. So these kind of messages actually make me feel like, what's happening, Shams? What are you doing as a leader? You should do something which makes them believe that you are not tired, you are not finished. You still have something to do. You can live your life. So back in 2018, before going to USA, I conducted a swimming training camp for five days in Chandigarh. And I met few people and I trained them swimming. And after the swimming program, they wrote on the Facebook that a lady, uh, one of my friends, she is a paraplegic uh, para and she wrote, thank you so much, Shams. I got a chance to enter into the pool after 17 years of my disabilities. And I feel so happy she was able to swim and many of other friends. So you can imagine when you get these kind of comments, it's really made me goosebump in my full body. And it's, it's actually keep asking me, Shams, you have to keep doing some kind of activities. So that is something which never ever uh, allow me to just keep quiet and sleep. It is something which makes me to keep dreaming and dreaming and doing something for more people. And I feel this should always motivate all of us to do something for our people. Just helping somebody to get out of the house, right, is, is such a big gift to give someone. And you said this woman, it was 17 years. I mean, that's like, I mean, that that's such a huge chunk of someone's life to be able to then move forward and think tomorrow can be better than today, which is the hope for all of us. You said your mother was such a huge mentor for you. What does the rest of your family think about what you're trying to do and how, how are they helping you or are they helping you? Yeah, so I'm like um, so thankful to my sister and their children. So when I, when I used to be in Mumbai and uh, my sister, um, when I got disabilities, she actually helped me like a baby because uh, obviously my mom, she was uh, an old age lady uh, around 75 years plus and she cannot lift me. And you know, like when... Uh, uh, we are a paraplegic person and people don't know, suddenly they get a paraplegic person in their home and they don't know that how to lift him or because I will, I was not able to walk and all. So they used to carry me like a baby and uh, I'm so thankful to my sister and their entire family, their children. They always used to help me to go out of from my home to go to the swimming pool or for any other of my activities. And then... Uh, Right now, uh, I'm staying with my father and uh, uh, 
my father is um, like he is 90 plus but he is so young and fit that uh, whenever uh, as i have mentioned you that i we get up early in the morning by 4 a.m here and uh, like we offer our prayers and then uh, we do our exercises so he also do with me and like seeing him doing exercises it actually motivate me and i also do the things so uh, and we talk we talk uh, we talk a lot and this pandemic uh, i did like uh, uh, because of pandemic, uh, my meat she, she stopped coming, and then I started cooking, and that actually helped me. And now my father, uh, the first day when I when I made a flat bread, I remember I posted on social media, and I got so many comments. People were saying like, "Oh, chance, this is uh, this is a shape of some countries, China or something, or uh, Nepal." But then uh, a few more comments was there like, "Chance, don't worry, practice makes men perfect." Keep keep doing it. You will learn a lot, and then if you can able to make a round uh, flatbread, you will get a pretty wife and all. So like that, that's something really cool. And uh, now I remember I can make a good food now. And my father sometimes praises also, and he said sometimes, "Oh, Shams, you are making good food. Now you can go and be a chef also." So it's it's just a uh, sometime a killing point and. That's making life happy. I mean, it sounds like you're enjoying it. Are you liking the cooking? Yes, I. In fact, yeah, I'm liking the cooking, and uh, I, I. In fact, I have uh, 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 written a blog on my website, uh, specifically uh, how is my cooking experience. So, if somebody would like to read it, uh, you can go on the uh, shamsalam.com website, and in my blog, you will get it. Are you putting in recipes and everything? I mean, can we can we borrow from some of what you're cooking too? Uh, it's it's not a recipe, but my experience, like how how my father tortured me, I can say, or uh, uh, what kind of things, what is my favorite dishes, and uh, how I started learning, what uh, how uh, so many things are there. I think. Okay, so we've got the flatbread. What what else have you made? What, what what's your go-to? What's your what's your favorite dish, or what's the one that's done the best? Uh, so I can like I can make uh, so many things. Like especially I can make chicken fry. I can make mutton biryani, uh, which is my favorite dish here. And I can make veg pilaf. So so many things I can make. Uh, I'm like I'm like pro now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is good. So you're so you're a swimmer, you're a mechanical engineer, uh, what is it, HR, HR and operations, and a chef. I mean, where 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 are you going from here? This is sounds like an interesting combination of uh, of talents and and uh, and jobs. Let's see. Let's see uh, where our destination will take. But I'm sure. Um, uh, Things which will always uh, very close to my heart uh, is like bringing accessibility through sports. Uh, always uh, will be very priority in my life, and uh, yeah, making uh, people uh, of my community believe that we are not done, and we still have something to uh, leave. And um, like being a disability is just a change of physical appearance. It's not something we are totally good. We can still do much better things. And I'm, I'm so thankful to uh, Almighty Allah that uh, he has given me a chance to live two different life in a single span. 
So I have lived a life before disabilities also. I know how it is. Uh, I have been to colleges uh, being a able person. And uh, now I have been to uh, universities being a disabled person also. So I'm like, I know I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that I'm, I'm getting this kind of opportunity to live all this kind of uh, uh, life and the struggles and the happiness and uh, everything, everything. I'm, I'm so thankful. What's the one thing I mean, you're talking about seeing before before you're, you know, two, you've lived two lives, right? You've lived an able-bodied life. You've lived a life in a wheelchair. What's the perspective that comes out or is there a perspective change that you've had as a result of kind of your second life now? Chris, uh, I am like, I will be very honest with the people. And I say like before my disabilities, even I was not aware about much about disabilities. I've just seen few people, um, like those who are beggars or kind of thing, those who are outside of mosque or masjid or uh, uh, some temple. That is what my interaction I can say with people with disabilities. Uh, so it's it's not I can say it's not a fault fault of mine or any people those who are in uh, living. Because it's something uh, we have never been introduced uh, with the people with disability. See, there are a lot of changes I can see in the USA now. People, companies are coming, uh, they are bringing like emojis, then they are uh, introducing kids uh, with people of disabilities. They are giving the lesson that uh, how to treat with them. So these kind of things should come in India also. And uh, I'm not saying it will... It will come suddenly, but yes, uh, people like me and uh, people like um, uh, like-minded people, when government will include us into the system, then definitely we will try to make more uh, uh, awareness on these kind of topic in an official capacity. Obviously, a few things we cannot do um, without the official capacity. So I feel that making awareness, introducing disability as a, as a part of the curriculum and uh, people, uh, they should aware about it and how we can do in a different way. That is more important. So my life actually changes after my disabilities. When I started uh, 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 facing these kind of issues personally, the various comments from uh, my relatives or people around me that actually made me think that how people with disabilities are facing the domestic violence. So many things, uh, I mean, I'm like just very emotional right now, like how to say, but then I feel that, um, being a leader, we have to tackle this and make make put uh, put into the mind or insert into the mind of people in the society that we also have lives and each and every life matter. 
Yeah, I think that that's great. I mean, it's interesting that you start off with the idea of as an able-bodied person, you had no idea. You had no idea about, about people with disabilities, that you saw the, the people at the mosque, you saw the people on the corner begging, and, and that, was, that was the assumption. And it was that, that it was somebody who, who, you know, who, who, you know, in some ways couldn't, didn't, didn't have as much potentially to offer. But your perspective afterwards, if I'm and putting some words in your mouth, but it seems like the perspective afterwards is that you were missing the potential in those people as you're missing the potential, you know, as some people are missing the potential in you as well. And probably, you know, the funny part is that probably missing the potential in themselves too, right? I mean, it's, it's sort of like the full the full circle where, where we see somebody and think, oh, well, that's person, that's somebody who doesn't really contribute. But then, but then you, you're on the outside of that feeling like, oh, there's, you know, people don't think that I can contribute, but then it's probably also extending to, to people about themselves, you know, that they're not necessarily feeling that they can contribute as much. And so, so it's interesting the, the perspective that you are able to offer given given the things that you've seen, given the two lives that you've lived, not only for the disabled community, but also for, for the able-bodied people, for the people, for people in general, right? So, so it's a, it's an interesting perspective and, and love the platform and love everything that you're, that you're trying to do, everything that you're bringing together, the Renaissance man of, of engineering and being a chef and being an athlete and, and, uh, and, and an advocate and a leader. Uh, yeah, Chris, I think uh, these are the things uh, which I'm trying and uh, I'm sure people, those who are listening through this um, uh, program uh, will definitely share this and uh, spread the message of love and uh, humanity to all the world. And uh, we will, together, we all will rise and we always have a better place for everyone. Sounds great. Shams, thank you so much for joining us, for, for joining us at such an early hour. And uh, we're glad to hear that you've had your prayers and you've had your exercise beforehand. So you're all warmed up, ready to go. So we appreciate that. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for, for what you're doing for, for your people, for yourself, for your sport, for, for your country. Uh, keep up the great work. And, and we look forward to seeing you in person sometime soon. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you to all, thank you to all of you for, for joining in. This was our first international, well, it was not our first international, actually. We've had, we, we had somebody from Africa earlier, early in the, but, but it's still, it's significant to say the least. So thank you, Shams, for joining us in an 11 and a half hour difference. And we appreciate it. Thank you to all of you for listening. If you didn't get a chance to watch the whole program, it will be archived on the One Revolution page on Facebook. We also will edit this and create it as a podcast. You will be able to see Shams in a podcast that will be on YouTube. It will be on Apple. It will be on Spotify. The greatest gift that you can give to us is if you've liked what we've done, please tell your friends. Please tell people to tune in. Please like us. Please subscribe. And thank you all very much for joining. And thanks again, Shams. And have a wonderful day since you're still at the beginning of your day. Thank you. You too, guys.
Take care.